the heart of this text this morning are the words, we walk by faith and not by sight. Here we have God's instruction on how we are to live. We are to walk by faith. The first thing I would have you notice in this verse is the word we. It's the very first word. The word is in the plural, we, not I, not you, we. And this is our first clue as to how we are to live the Christian life. We're not meant to walk alone. We are meant to live in community. Someone once said, there are no Lone Ranger Christians. But what does it mean to live in community? What does it mean to be the we? In the New Testament, the word most often that refers to this is the word koinonia. I'm sure you've heard that word before. It means fellowship. It's one of our five pillars. I think it's the one over there in the middle. Fellowship. Living in community, being we means sharing, means helping, listening, giving, just to mention a few. It means that I need you and you need me. Now this is something we learn because in the family of God, dare we say people, not everyone is so lovable. <laughs> but God works in us, and we find ourselves loving people that maybe at first we didn't love. Have you experienced this? If you have, it's a sure sign that grace is at work in your life. When Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment was, he said, we are to love God and neighbor. The two are inseparable. The Bible won't let us separate love of God and love of neighbor. In fact, 1 John, it says that we're liars if we claim to love God but don't love our neighbor. As we walk by faith, we are called to love one another. That little word, we, implies another word found in the New Testament, the word alelon in Greek. It's a word that occurs a hundred times in the New Testament and is translated into English as two words, one another. John 13, 35, by this will everyone know that you are my disciples if you love one another. In Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. In James 5.16, confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another. And in 1 John 4, no one has seen God at any time. But if we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. 
the word we is also a word that is inclusive. When Paul says we, he's talking about not just those that are with him, but everyone that is in the church in Corinth. You remember he's writing this letter to a church, and he says, we. It's all inclusive, and it included even Paul. Later on in Paul's life, when we get to Timothy, he will write these words, I have finished the race. But here in Corinthians, Paul is still walking by faith. There will come a time when Paul says, I've finished the race, but not yet. We is inclusive. It includes all of us. And we are meant to live and work and be in fellowship with one another. And if we do that, it will bring about the kind of thing Sarah was talking about earlier. It will bring about growth growth in our church and growth in our own personal lives. Some of you know that I spent several years in Italy as a missionary. And during that time, I worked with a team of 14 other men and women in Rome trying to plant a new church in the inner city. A lot of good things happened during that time. But one of the things that happened was it accelerated my own personal growth. We grow best in community. And we walk by faith in that community. The second word in our verse is the word walk. We walk. In Greek, it's actually just one word. And those of you that have studied any of the Romance languages know that the pronouns are attached to the verbs. We walk, peripetumen. It means literally to walk around. The New International Version translates the word instead of walk as live. We live by faith. It's a good translation meaning to conduct oneself the way one lives. And this verb in the Greek we find is in the present tense, which means that it's talking about an ongoing action. It means to continue to keep on walking. It's used almost 300 times in the Bible, the word walk. It's used continually in the Old Testament to encourage the Jews to stay on the path that God had prescribed for them. After God gave Moses the Ten Commandments in Deuteronomy, we read these words in Deuteronomy chapter 5. So be careful to do what the Lord God has commanded you. Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. Walk in obedience to all that your God has commanded you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. The word walk in the Bible is used to signify the spiritual activity demanded of those who will live in such a way 
is to please God. The word walk is used to signify the spiritual activity demanded of those who will live in such a way as to please God. The word walk also carries with it a sense of destination. We're not to walk around aimlessly. The Christian life is a journey with an end in mind. Our final destination is heaven. But in the meantime, we have some walking to do down here. And how is it that we are instructed to walk? Scripture says we are to walk in newness of life in Romans 6. Romans 8, 4 says we're to walk after the Spirit. Romans 13, 13, walk honestly. 3 John 1, 4, walk in truth. We're instructed to walk in all these ways and many more, but ultimately, ultimately, by faith, by faith we walk. The word walk also carries with it a sense of movement. My dear mother used to say to me, Jim, God can't steer a parked car. God can't steer a parked car. I knew what she meant. You can't walk standing still. If we're to walk, it makes sense that we're to travel a certain path. But it's not always easy. Sometimes the choices are difficult. This quote from one of my favorite theologians, Dr. Seuss, illustrates what I'm trying to say. Did I ever tell you about the young Zode who came to a sign at the fork of the road? He looked one way and the other two. The Zode had to make up his mind what to do. Well, the Zode scratched his head and his chin and his pants, and he said to himself, I'll be taking a chance. If I go to place one, that place may be hot. So how will I know if I like it or not? On the other hand, though, I'll feel such a fool if I go to place two and find it's too cool. In that case, I may catch a chill and turn blue. So place one may be best and not place two. Play safe, cried the Zode. I'll play safe. I'm no dunce. I'll simply start off for both places at once. And that's how the Zode, who would not take a chance, went nowhere at all with a split in his pants. We are called to walk, but it's not always easy. Sometimes we might even split our pants. But just the same, we are instructed to walk. And how is it that we are to walk according to 2 Corinthians 5, 7? By faith. This is how we are to walk. Walking is an exercise of faith. 
and walk the Christian life by the same faith that saves us. The faith you exercised when you walked down that aisle or knelt by your bed and asked Jesus to come into your heart and save you, that's the same faith you're to exercise each and every day as you walk along your Christian journey. If you don't do that, and this is a word from experience, if you don't do that, you will be defeated, discouraged, and disappointed as a Christian. The choice is either to live by faith or go it alone. And just in case we didn't understand what Paul said when he said we're to live by faith, he adds the negative for contrast. Living by faith is the opposite of living by sight. Okay? We walk by faith, not by sight, Paul says. Living by faith is the opposite of living by sight. You see, a sighted person goes by what he or she can see for guidance. Ever watched a blind person holding on to the arm of another? I have. They're trusting that other person, aren't they, to guide them. They put their trust in another for guidance. That's faith. Because faith is trust. When you read the word faith in the Bible, put in the word trust. We walk by faith. We are to walk trusting God. In closing, there are many people in the Bible that we could point to as examples of people who walked by faith, not by sight. Hebrews chapter 11 offers a long list of heroes in the Old Testament, all of whom walked by faith. Scripture this morning that Sue read mentions Enoch walked by faith with God for 300 years. There are many people we could point to, but I would like to hold up to you Peter as an example. There's a scripture in Matthew chapter 14 that I would like to read for you. It comes from chapter 14, verses 25 through 33. In your pew Bible, it's on page 692 if you'd like to turn there. It says, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began sinking, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, 
truly, you are the Son of God. More often than not, we read this story as a story of failure. We focus on the fact that Peter took his eyes off the Lord and began to sink. I invite you to reconsider. Remember that Peter looked out on those waves and he alone had the courage to walk on water. Sure, he took his eyes off Jesus. Sure, his faith wasn't perfect. Sure, he began to sink. But at least he took the first step. And he is to be commended for that. As far as we know, Peter had never attempted to walk on water before. He had not taken a course in walking on water. As a fisherman, he knew all about buoyancy and gravity. But he stepped out in faith and walked on water, even for a brief moment. Bible says that we are to walk by faith, not by sight. Walking requires us to take the first step and the second step and so on. Sometimes it calls for stepping into new territory, like Peter's first step on the water. Like Peter, we may also experience failure. We may start out walking and quickly find ourselves sinking and crying out to the Lord. But don't let that stop you. Don't let that stop you. Instead, be like Peter. Dare to step out of the security of the boat and walk by faith, not by sight, and draw close to Christ. God grant us the grace to walk by faith today and every day. Amen.